Just a quick reminder, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, make sure you do, since up next, that story will be part of this episode's conversation. All right, enjoy the show. Here on Counting on Us, I get the opportunity to share the stories of those who have found the hope to push forward and overcome the challenges of their lives, like gaining independence, building a family, and healing from trauma. But how universal are their stories, and what are the threads that connect them with other ACH clients? And what does ACH's team of caregivers and professionals really want you to take away from their stories? I get help unpacking these questions from the members of the community ACH serves and directly from those whose mission it is to help them. On today's episode, my conversation with Julie Brown and Dr. Wayne Carson about a recent story shared on the podcast. I'm Daniel Trevino, and you're listening to Counting on Us, a podcast presented by ACH Child and Family Services. Previously on episode 5, we went back 30 years to tell the story of a young girl named Semi, who took on the role as mother for her four younger siblings because her parents were addicted to drugs and alcohol. Upon arrival at ACH, the siblings struggled with adjusting to a new way of living, so much so that they all decided to go back with their parents, except for Semi. She made the choice to stay. But with that came the need to build strong relationships with the many caregivers and staff here at ACH. These relationships proved to be vital to her success and well-being throughout her life. My first guest is Julie Brown, ACH's hospitality and events manager, who recently celebrated her 15th work anniversary here at the agency. However, Julie's history with ACH goes back to 1974, when she and her brother were first admitted into care. At the time, Julie's father was an alcoholic, and her mother struggled financially and with PTSD from past family trauma. With few options and little support, Julie's mother decided to bring the children to ACH. Welcome, Julie, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Great. So at what age did you and your brother first arrive at ACH? The first time I remember coming to ACH was when I was four. I actually wouldn't even accept kiddos until they were five, and I was just shy of turning five. So I do remember, like, the first night I was laying in bed, and I just I just was so scared. It was so dark, and, you know, it was just just dark and laying in that bed alone. And there was, a, I remember specifically like a cat was crawling in the windowsill outside. And it just, you know, like you're just so little and, you know, just, I I just remember thinking, you know, where, where's my family? You know, like, where's my family? How long did you stay in care at ACH? We stayed in care for um, a few years and then we would leave and come back. And that happened. Um, probably three times until I turned 11 or 12. I do remember um, my mom, you know, bringing us the first time. And I do vaguely remember feeling sad and, you know, like we're going to miss her. And then we were really fortunate and blessed to have such wonderful house parents who were so loving and caring. And uh, it made that transition so much easier. I mean, they were just, just, good salt of the earth people like they cared they loved they loved the kids you know and uh so 
I remember a couple of years later when we had left and we came back, and I remember being excited to be back because that was it had become my normal, you know, like there had been so much dysfunction that being at ACH had become our normal. And I mean, honestly, it just, I look back and I'm just, I think the emotions get stirred up, but mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that we had a place like ACH, you know. Because you're saying that when you went back with your mother that first time. Yeah. You were more aware. You're older now. Oh, yeah, much more aware. And so you were able to witness, like you said, the dysfunction. Yeah. Um, can you share a little bit about what that was? Um, it was just uh, she was really vocal about, like, we don't have the money or we, you know, struggling financially or um, not being able to buy groceries or, you know, going to the doctor or um, having birthday parties and things like that were not, they weren't even talked about. Like, it was just, I, I, not survival that I ever remember. Yeah, we, it was totally a survival mode thing. So being at ACH when you're, you know, you're getting three meals a day and you have a routine and you're playing and you've got bath time and friend time and, you know, you're going to the dentist and you're having doctors and you're exposed to this whole new world of, um what became for me that it, what should be normal. So when you go back into a situation that was, uh, to me, it, it's just poverty, you know, it's just. Um, when you're in survival mode, what do you miss out on? Oh, wow. I think when you're in survival mode, you miss out on, um, we missed out on friendships. We missed out on uh, just, I think, being just loved and, you know, just experiencing calm and peace and just, uh, um, I think about kids just playing in a park, you know. I just, for me, when I look at even now my, my grandchildren, like they're so carefree and they have no worries and all their needs are met and like that wasn't the case for us. So I think she knew, she really knew that she couldn't do it and she wanted to do it. You know, she really wanted to raise us and to give us the things that we needed and wanted and she just, she couldn't emotionally. Well, I mean, on some level she did because she brought you back. Yes, Right. Oh yeah. And this this was multiple times, right? Right. On their own. It wasn't like through the state obligating them or anything. Right. right? Back then. I mean, I did I don't recall CPS being a thing or being involved. Well let's um let's now talk about the episode I had you listen to, mm-hmm. which was semi story. Yes. Now, after listening to her story, what of her challenges stood out to you or you related with? Oh, I actually, I loved, loved, loved that story. Such a beautiful, beautiful story with a beautiful ending. But I think um, what struck me was, you know, here she was, so little. She was, you know, being left for days on end, taking care of her um, siblings. And uh, she was put in this role not knowing any different. And I think that what really, really hit me 
brought like emotion to me is that her world was so small. And then when she got to ACH, like her world became so much bigger, you know, like she, her eyes were open to what a new normal could be and what she wanted it to be. And she just, uh, you know, she was able to actually reflect back and realize how abnormal her life had been, you know, and I just, I could identify with that so much because our world was such a small place. What one of the, I feel like one of the most powerful moments in her story is when, you know, she came to ACH with her siblings. She had quite a few siblings Mm -hmm. and they all end up going back home except for her. And that's because she, once she was exposed to this whole other Mm -hmm. way of living, she felt empowered enough to make a new choice. Exactly. To stay. Yes. And um, I don't know, I think that that moment just really is so powerful to me because, you know, obviously you're choosing not to go back with your parents. Like that hurts. Right. It does hurt. And I know my mom was, you know, that second or third time we came and we were so excited to be back. And I'm sure like as a mother now, you know, I've thought about that moment when we just were ready to, you know, get in that front door and get back to what we probably had considered our home, you know, like. Here at ACH. Yes, at ACH. And uh, I'm sure as a mom, like, that hurt her, you know, that hurt her heart because she knew she couldn't do for us, you know, what they could. And Yeah, I know Semi, she talked about when she would have visits with her family that she felt like a black sheep. Mm-hmm. Like the gulf between them would was growing. Right. Did you have a similar experience? I think, uh, yeah, we did. I think that I could relate in the sense when she would, when she was saying it was almost like, um, like a, a, I don't know, like a jealousy or you, I don't really know what the the word would be, but um, I'm sure there was. She did call that. She did call it. It's like a jealousy. Like there was some emotions going on where, um, you know, like, you know, like you felt like, oh, you can't wait to get back over there. You know, like it was just, I don't know, some animosity or just well, something going it on. It kind of sounds like I'm like if, say, your parents were divorced and like your father's other wife, you know what I mean? Yes. Like someone who's giving you, providing the needs. Right. Because that's what ACH was doing. Right. It's giving you the needs yes. that she couldn't. Right. And um, yeah, I'm sure that's hurtful. Right. What do you wish more people knew about children in foster care? Uh, there's just so much. Like I think about child abuse, neglect, family um, trauma. All of those things are still going on today. Like they're still going on, and there's so much of it still going on. And kids need they need to be saved. Families need to be saved, and they need to be loved. They need to be cared on. They need to, you know, experience safety, hope, and love, which is, a, you know, one of the things we talk about here. And uh, that is certainly something we experience. And I just, uh, I wish that there were more people that were aware of agencies like ours and that um, that would reach out to help, you know, kids and families, um, 
through these times and to be able to hear these stories um, of overcoming, um, you know, the things that they experience as children. And well, and I love her story and that she ended up getting adopted by her original house parents. You know, like how beautiful was that? You know, even as an adult, she still needed and wanted that that relationship, that mother and father figure. And, you know, like it, it's just so emotional, so powerful. And I just, I hope I have the opportunity to meet them one day because it's a beautiful story. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I, um, I'll just say that you really did make it. You did it. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. Thanks. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Dr. Wayne Carson from ACH Child and Family Services. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here at ACH, we know that the community is counting on us to get it right. So for over 100 years, ACH has remained true to our mission of protecting children and preserving families. Follow us on social media or visit our website, achservices.org, to learn more about what we do, how to get involved, or if you'd like to support us. Now, back to the show. All right, let's continue the conversation. I'm here with Dr. Wayne Carson, CEO here at ACH. Welcome to Counting on Us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So how many years have you been CEO here at ACH? I have been CEO for going on, it'll be 23 years this year. So I started as CEO in June of 2000. And then before that had been with ACH for about 11 years as uh, started out actually as a house parent working with our teenage boys and then became a caseworker and just did various things. Um, I left ACH for about three years to work for a consulting firm and then I've been back as CEO since um, June of 2000. Yeah, that's what I was going to get at is that even though you're, you're CEO now, you you started way back, you know, was it, do you know what year that was? It was 1987. 87, okay. And um, what was ACH like at that point? In 1987, ACH was a program for kids who couldn't live with their families. We had 64 beds. We had half of those beds were for boys and half of those beds were for girls. And then we divided our four buildings into older buildings for older children, which meant middle school and high school, and then buildings for younger children, which was elementary school. So we kind of had the vision that we were the new family for these children. So they were coming to us because their family couldn't care for them. And it was our job to uh, be their family as much as we could. So we had... Uh, kids that really stayed with us a long period of time and uh, grew up with us. Uh, and uh, of course, that vision has expanded over the over the years, but that's what we were in 1987. And I guess at that point, you were more, I guess, like direct care. I actually was a uh, youth care worker. So I would come in and uh, I worked the uh, two to 11 shift. So I would come in, kids would be getting home from school. We would cook dinner, we would have snacks, we would do homework, we'd go out in the playground and play, just a lot of great hockey games, wiffle ball games, hide-and-seek games, uh, tag, you know, just, it was fun. Uh, we had kids that certainly needed some uh, extra attention, they needed to uh, learn how to manage some anger and how to express themselves and how to, how to identify their feelings, had to kind of learn how to trust adults. Yeah, and of course, in this time period, um, 
this is when you actually met Semi. And um, she, we just shared her story in our previous episode. Uh, Semi, when I was speaking to her, she actually told me that you were the first person from ACH that she met. Do you remember meeting her? I do. I, uh, my job when Semi came was uh, to do the intake. So I was responsible for uh, anytime we had an opening for um, interviewing uh, kids and families who are wanting to uh, come to ACH and uh, kind of getting uh, an idea of uh, what the circumstances were and how we could help and getting the information we needed for um, children to be admitted. So, uh, yes, I do remember that. When you meet Sammy, you don't forget her. She uh, she stands out wherever she is. And um, it's interesting because there were a lot of adults at ACH that cared for Sammy and took care of her. But uh, me being the intake person uh, and being the first one, I've had a lot of kiddos tell me, you know, you're the one, the first one I ever met. And so um, I do remember that for sure. Yeah. And um, in the episode, Sammy talked about when she first arrived, that transition and how it was such a, a cultural shock, you know, the, the day-to-day routines, the family dinners, it was just something very foreign to her. And she was coming from a situation where her mother and her stepfather were addicted to drugs and alcohol. And because of that, she, it put her in a position or in the role as like a mother for her four younger uh, siblings. And so like how as staff, do y'all work with these children to get them to, you know, adjust their, you know, their way of being? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the core values we have is, at ACH is relationships get results. So, you know, just to start giving semi-advice or saying you don't have to do that anymore, that's meaningless without that relationship with somebody that she trusts and believes in and knows that that person has some wisdom and has her best interests in mind as well. So it's kind of a, that, that's one of the beauties of having kids that live with us is we can deal with those day-to-day kinds of things every time they come up and kind of coach and guide and be there and kind of see how things turn out. And if some, if we try something that doesn't work, try something else. So it's, it's a kind of an ongoing process. And, you know, and to Sammy's benefit, she let that happen. She allowed herself to develop relationships with people. She allowed herself to trust. She allowed herself to let go a little bit. Yeah. And um, like there was a difference though, between her journey and her younger siblings you know eventually all of them went back with their family but semi didn't what are your thoughts on that on that moment in her story i'll never forget that day it was uh a again with with semi it was a process because there had been times where they did go and then they came back and they left and came back and so uh, I think the whole family, including Semi, gave the chance of being a family again with their mom um, several tries, and it just wasn't working. And so the the time that mom came to pick them up again, and Semi said, "I'm not going." I will, it was it was a day I'll never forget because. I can't imagine at her age being put in that position where you have to say no to your mother, but knowing that 
the opportunity to do what Sammy wanted to do with her life and the ability to continue in her cheerleading and continue in her drama and continue with her friends and continue on her path to graduate from Pascal High School would have been jeopardized by that. And so she was able to look into the future and to say, this is a very difficult choice, but I'm going to make it because I think it's best for me. And uh, and I've done everything I can to try to make this work, and it just isn't working. And so uh, there, were, there are not many teenagers that um, can make that decision. And she did it, and she capitalized on it. Yeah, and, um, you know, going, kind of going back on what you mentioned about relationships get results. The relationships get results because it's, that's part of the process of changing your perspective with those people that you meet here right. at ACH. And in Semi's case, you know, she had, um, you know, the direct care staff, like people like you, but also her house parents. In this case, it was um, Jeanette and Joel Willis yep. that she met here. So from your experience, can you talk more about um, the kind of results that strong relationships create? Yeah, strong relationships create lots of results. And my experience was a lot of that happened by kids having a different experience because of the relationship they have with you through experience and observation. So I've had kids tell me when I was a house parent, um, I can tell you're really mad at me today, but why aren't you yelling at me? Or I can tell I really had a bad day today, but you're still coming in to say goodnight to me and trying to end the day on a good note. And so just that real curiosity about why are you doing this? I've never had this happened to me before. And so it helps kids, as you said, perspective. It helps kids to see that, you know, maybe what I was experiencing at home before I came isn't normal. Or maybe there are other things that other families do that are different than what my family did. And then that sense that I'm important or somebody believes in me or I'm lovable that is magic. And that's what heals trauma. That's what gives people hope for the future. And so that's what makes this work is kind of ACH provides a platform for that to happen. And then it happens. Mm -hmm. What do you think we can take away from Semi's and Julie's story? One thing we can learn from both of those amazing women is how kids really do change at a fundamental level when they feel safe and when they feel loved and when they feel believed in. And uh, they both, I think, are able to do things that a lot of people without their experience couldn't do because they have a lot of confidence, they have a lot of resilience, and they didn't let some things that happened, some, some tough circumstances early on in their lives um, define them. They rose above them and are better people because of those. And it sounds, I mean, it, it sounds like we're saying all that was okay, and I'm not saying anything that happened is okay. I'm saying it didn't ruin their lives, or it it actually has made amazing women. It, it actually has made amazing women out of both of them, and that's to their credit. And ACH may have a little bit of take a little bit of credit for that as well. Mm -hmm. All right, Wayne. Well, thank you so much for all the great work you do here, and um, take care. Thank you. That's all for today, but make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss the next two episodes we release every two weeks. And if you enjoyed the show, please share, rate, and write a review. It makes a huge difference. 
Also, if you feel inspired and would like to support ACH in its mission to protect children and preserve families, then you can donate now at achservices.org donate, or you can find the link in the show notes. Counting on Us is a podcast presented by ACH Child and Family Services. Written, edited, and produced by Daniel Trevino. Special thanks to Julie Brown and Dr. Wayne Carson. Mixing by Panoramic Sound. Thanks for listening.